0: Thank you so much Ali and Eric for joining me today. Very excited to chat about both of your journeys into in starting Spacious Skies Campgrounds and kind of what was the catalyst for it, what's sort of the mission and vision. Like we were talking before we started recording. I've sort of fell in love with nature as I as I got older, so I'm always interested in, you know, how I can how I can travel a little better and and you know the different ways you can spend your time. Um so before we kind of get started, talk about, you know, maybe both of your backgrounds and and how did you guys merge and and find each other in life to, to start this, this company and brand?
1: Sure. Um, uh, Eric and I, um, we met when we were in graduate school in North Carolina. We both went for our MBAs and when, I, when we met, I think that it was pretty clear from early on that it would make sense for us to do something entrepreneurial together at some point, you know, once we uh, determined that, um, you know, each other was it. <laughs> and um, but, uh, Eric was all already um, in the real estate sphere and had been. And that was what his concentration was. I don't want to speak for you too much, Eric, but that is, uh, you know, what he was focused on. And so I think over the years, it made sense that like whatever the entrepreneurial vision would be, it would it would likely have something to do with real estate and and that like tangible element of something that you can uh, see, feel, touch, be on. Yep. Um, would you agree, Eric? Yeah.
2: Yeah. D- definitely. Yeah.
1: And you know that's Eric's concentration, and and I'm a, I'm a creative. Through and through i was a musician uh growing up and and through college and and shortly thereafter as well and then uh, i went more behind the scenes um beyond like performance um and then uh, in business school was focused on marketing and uh you know sort of more creative ways to enhance like a, a guest experience a customer experience and so then after graduating uh, we both actually went to the same company, uh, a real estate developer, uh, luxury multifamily. Eric was a developer on that side of things. And I was on the operation side, marketing side. Um, I did special events programming that was unique um, for the living spaces. So that was sort of our like foundation there. And then Spacious Skies campgrounds came about, I mean, pretty organically. Right, Eric? I mean, there's nothing, no toys about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> as it. As organic as it gets, I think. Yeah.
1: We had been trying, I would say we'd been putting effort behind like what this idea of ours would be right. uh, for a little while. And we had some stops and starts and then the pandemic hits and uh, we are the parents of three children little children under one uh two and a half and our oldest was five and we bought a, a camper a travel trailer just based on you know sort of like the popularity that we had been reading about in those early months of the pandemic like well what else is there to do get on the road and go yeah so that's what we did and um <laughs> i mean eric how many nights do you think we camped
2: um, I, I I bet that first that first year we probably did thirty or thirty-five nights. Oh wow.
1: Yeah. And for the most part, it was it was a stop a night. <laughs> like we we were we were unintentionally doing our own market research. We we were just trying to soak it all in just for our own benefit and because we were learning about the lifestyle in general, learning about the rig itself, learning about all of the different types of campsites we stayed at, all all different types of campsites and campgrounds, from private to state and national, tiny little mom and pops that were little gems, giant you know big names to hear about in the in the industry, where it feels like you're you're on these like rolling fields of of sort of parking lot style sites that are you know highly manicured, all different types of offerings in many many states. And it dawned on us on okay. this on this early you know on the on these early adventures that this was this was it this is the combination of everything in our backgrounds and our genuine interest and newfound family passion for for camping. So that was that that's was amazing. the the genesis of the idea.
0: And Eric, with your sort of real estate background, obviously that's a a huge like foundational you know skill set to have to kind of understand the inner workings of of what was even possible right so like when the idea came i mean was it like hit the ground running like next week next month or was it more researching like okay what's the business model is this even feasible you know buying land at you know all kind of different areas now i think you have 15 locations like Probably a lot of land. I guess. What were some of the, the things that you learned through through your background in real estate that really helped help catalyze this idea and get it off the ground?
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess from the from the time we kind of conceptualized the idea and and really started thinking about it. I mean, I don't know, Ali. We were probably that was probably a good nine months. Yeah. As, time we fully pulled the trigger to do it. That's a that's a combination of you know ongoing market research, understanding the product and the opportunity, building some confidence in in what we were pursuing, but it was also, we had a lot of personal decisions and life decisions that came came with Kind of jumping full full steam ahead, both of us at once into a new startup. So there's a lot of kind of build up and prep time accommodating those those two items. Um, but yeah, I mean, l- listen, from when we got when we officially started, um, we, we we took a pretty aggressive run at it out of the gate. I, w- I would say we we acquired our first eight campgrounds over the wow. course of I think seven months or 21. The transactional, my, my background in real estate and capital markets and the transactional aspect of that and the capital raising and all of the pieces were... We're definitely helpful in allowing us to kind of to build that scale and and attract the capital early out of the gate. I think we've 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 quickly learned over the last two years that you know building the mass and with the real estate portfolio is is an important part of, of the strategy and evolution. Where 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 we like the operations and the customer experience and, and kind of building the brand and just operating these things in general has really stood out as the more kind of unfamiliar area to us and, and everyone else. And probably the um, that's been the more challenging kind of ramp up as we took that aspect from really a standing start to a a a a brand and portfolio of of 15 campgrounds over the past the past two years so um all that to say while yeah the 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 real estate was an important foundation there's a there's a lot there's a lot of other elements that go into this that that kind of create and drive the value of, of what we're creating.
1: Oh, and just to add that, um, you know, it's it's important to note that there are you know, we have other folks um, who, who are our peers um, in the industry who are doing what we're doing, who are uh, amassing um, portfolios of, of a similar size. And I think that, you know, what Eric and I have done um, that is unique from our peers are that number one i think that the scale that we were able to achieve as quickly as we did achieve it was was due to the fact that we we decided that this was going to be our gig our main focus this was not a side project uh you know there there is a day it's spacious skies day it is the day that we we had our all kids in daycare and and no other yeah. jobs to do. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had cut ties with uh, former companies and, and determined that this was it. This is what we we're putting our focus on versus having a slow start where it's a side project for somebody. So that's, you know, number one, what I think is unique. And then number two, we are starting all of this from the ground up, we were not an offshoot of another, you know, a a group's an existing, you know, portfolio or existing groups, uh, efforts, this, you know, we're not the RV arm of, of something that had existed already, we were building it completely off the ground up. While there are so many challenges that come with all of that. It also was just like the focus, the one and yeah. only focus,
0: which is really hard to do. <laughs> it's really, yeah. really hard to do. Uh, did you did y'all acquire any quick questions? Did y'all acquire any of the places that y'all stayed at during that sort of first long journey?
1: You know, such a great question because we haven't, and we love so many of them, but we haven't, you know, we either haven't put the effort behind trying to um, do that or, you know, they don't make sense. They're, they don't fit our program or something, but um, that is an interesting question.
0: I wanted to kind of touch on the, the market research and maybe what, you know, this time and this sort of generation of, you know, of work remotely and, and sort of more people, I think, you know, trying to get outdoors a little bit more and maybe traveling more often because you can work in different ways. I guess when you were doing that research, like, I guess what did it say and what did it mean? What was about the data that made you a bit optimistic about, okay, this is the time, this is the now, this is what we're going to sort of dedicate our life to at the moment?
1: Well, we did note that the pandemic was, you know, sure. a, a major catalyst for a lot of growth in the industry. But, um, and Eric, I'm, I'm sure you can expound on this, like the data from from pre-pandemic was still uh, like compelling and and it is sort of where things have begun to level off too you know there there already was an increased interest and desire for like a, a major part of our population to get out into the great outdoors and to like infuse more of that into into people's lives. So, you know, while there was this like major uptick because it was the only thing anyone could do for leisure for a little while, like that was already uh, trending. So, it continues to instill confidence in the idea. And you're right. The the work from anywhere movement is is huge right now, like rise of of everything internet all the time. You know, the continued effects of of what changed during the pandemic, all of that. And, uh, you know, certainly like the focus on Wi-Fi and increasing that bandwidth and the, the, the power that we are able to, you know, have on our, our properties is a major focus of, you know, on, of our CapEx
2: Goals. Yeah, I think there are a couple other items. The the, the demand tailwinds um, coming out of the pandemic are, are really fantastic. But, you know, to Ali's point, demand tailwinds leading up to the pandemic were were also very encouraging. Going beyond that, you know, related, if you like life landscape in the industry, there's not a lot of new product being built historically. That's changing a little bit today, given the the uptick in demand, but the really the really exciting thing about it, I think that that plays in well to what we're doing is just how how fragmented the industry is. It's you know it's, it is dominated by by right. small asset owners, yeah. a lot of mom and pop owners, and it's just a very it's a very fragmented industry with um, thousands and thousands of different campground names and brands, and just all very uh, individualized. And we think the the industry is is really ripe for a a, a new fresh Brand uh, to come into the space, and then again, given the the fragmented nature, to to roll up a, a whole bunch of these individual properties below that brand, and really professionalize the operations, and and give that level of enhanced customer service and consistency across our, our 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 collection. That's the other kind of big opportunity, as we as we saw that 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 meshes with how we're doing it.
0: Yep, yep, love it. What goes into looking at what to acquire right is there is there just like a is there a website you go to to find out what campgrounds are for sale right or like i guess but
1: but but not not filled with much
0: yeah because you know buying like you said a a property a month it seemed like right out the gate like that's that's pretty rapid expansion and, and rapid growth and now up to to 15 is i guess what goes into like looking at a property um as far as it's it's the acquirability of it. Is it, you know, is it is it location, location, location like any real estate? Or is it, hey, is this is this land, you know, beautiful and is it nice? Is it mm-hmm. have stewards of the land that kept it up very nicely and, and sort of it's it's within nature that it's it sort of can compel consumers to go there? I guess I, I'm sure there's a lot of variables that that go into what site to look at and what area, but maybe talk us through some of the early ones of of how did you even go about Getting the first few.
2: Our our acquisition criteria is being honed with every acquisition that we do. We're continually shaping and and creating that criteria. Um, you know, sitting here today, a couple things that 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 jump out that are kind of consistent uh, uh, across the spectrum. But what we look for is we like to be close. To population centers, we like to be close mm. to the people. If we're not yeah. close to the people, we want to be close to where the people are going. Mm. Um, we like to be in areas where where the demand is built in and we're not fabricating that demand and trying to get people to 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 travel great distances. We're, we're going where that demand already is. We, we have found that to be a, <clears throat> an important consideration. But with with that said, I, it, it's also, I think equally important for our brand and, and our products that you know to, to your earlier point that we do have those 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 elements of the natural beauty and the ability for people to truly get into the outdoors and do outdoor recreating activities. We have campgrounds that are, 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 are right outside of major population centers right out right off of major interstate systems which are great demand drivers but those same campgrounds you wouldn't have any idea how close you were to any of that you are you are truly in an outdoor oasis um so you you can take advantage of of those natural elements so that that combination is, is something that's really important to us to maintain and 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 carry on as we continue to define that criteria but i guess backing up just quickly to, to the early deals. Um, Listen, there's a lot of, a lot of ways to, to source these. Um, There's, there's, there's different websites, there's brokers, there's, there's different channels. Our early deals, they were sourced from the kind of the, the brokerage community, what was available on the market at the the point in time we were, we were looking. Um, I think, you know, to Ali's point, we very intentionally were building scale in the early days. Mm -hmm. And I think the reality is some of those, some of those early acquisitions, we would look at Differently today. Not saying we wouldn't do would do them or wouldn't do them, but we would look at them differently for sure, and and probably execute on them slightly differently. And then as we you know again fast forward, we 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 continue to hone where we want to go and what we want to buy, and then I think also are continuing to expand our avenues of of how we do that. More more and more of our our later deals are are not advertised online. They're they're coming through kind of direct relationships that we've built. Inside the 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 campground community, whether that is you know brokers bringing us stuff off market, whether it's one of our lenders that we do business with bringing us a deal that they know, or whether it's a, a an, an owner that we have met somewhere along the lines and built a relationship with us, calling when they're ready to sell. So it's, it's certainly a, 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 an evolution as we as we continue to go. How has it been being founders together, right? As, as
0: husband and wife, there's there's so many variables that go into just you know starting a company let alone you know doing it with your life partner there's a bunch of different aspects to to that as well like how has it been you know running a startup together and what was what would be maybe some tips or advice you would give to emerging couples out there wanting to get to, to sort of business together, right? To start something like you have.
1: I think that our um, personalities really lend themselves well to like a complete meshing of our lives. So like everything is intertwined. Sure. Our professional lives are intertwined. Our personal lives are intertwined. It's all overlapping. Our children are a part of spacious skies. Like we are just it's all intertwined and we um i think that what eric is uh, heading versus what i am heading are like so unique from each other but also like so complementary which you know may or may not be on purpose it's it's just based on like our professional experience and what we studied in school and we have the same value systems so working together is you know, there's not really like a split between like work life, personal life, because it's also like our favorite topic is (laughs) is to talk campgrounds and and talk shop and and, and the kids love it. And, you know, we're all all part of it all together. So it's it's just shared passion. And that's, Really, like what it boils down to. I mean, like, what else would you add?
2: Um, I think I, I think you've I think you've definitely hit it. I think it, 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 it us being you know fully fully partner on, on everything. I think has has been an advantage to us and in in, in in our ability to to grow this. I think the the simple reality is what it takes um, to kind of go on this entrepreneurial venture and build this thing from scratch. It it, it, it requires a lot. A personal commitment and, and sacrifice, and I think if either Allie or I were doing this separate from each other, and this was just our job working for someone else, I think I think we'd probably look at each other and think think they were 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 crazy, saying what are you what are you doing? How are you doing? It's,
1: not, it's <laughs> true.
2: <laughs> us doing it together, I think, is necessary to uh, allow us to do do this. <laughs> how 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 crazy it is to 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 do it. <laughs>
1: You're here. here.
0: <laughs> the one thing I thought was was kind of cool is is the loyalty program, and and again, I'm like I said earlier, I'm kind of just you know new into respecting nature and, and kind of getting out a little more. And I've went to you know a few campgrounds in my life, but it's it's very sort of a bit archaic, right? The the sort of just the ones that I've went to, but you know it seems like maybe the industry is. Has it sort of embedded, whether it's technology or embedded, sort of just foundational things that are a bit innovative? And I guess how can I guess campgrounds be innovative? I think the loyalty program is is so interesting because you, well, you need first of all, I guess you need those that suite of of campgrounds that people can you know be customers to uh, across the across the East Coast now and maybe across the country. Right. But I guess the loyalty program and maybe I guess what are some other ways that this sort of system can be innovated? Um, as we, as we look forward to the future, as we, as we see sort of a new generation of, of outdoors, you know, technology first, right. You know, work outdoors, work on the go. Like I like, I love that idea, but like, what are some other ways that it can be innovative And, and talk a little bit about the loyalty program and what that provides?
1: Sure. So the loyalty program, I mean that we launched that earlier this year in February. Um, so it's 2023 now. And that, was an idea that we had from inception from before we even closed on the first campground it just it makes sense um and it does bring in that like professionalization from other forms of hospitality you know into the mix with rv camping and and campgrounds in general we're certainly not the first ones to to do it you know i i when i was growing up i was um you know, very much uh, passionate about the outdoors and about camping um, in general. I uh, used to backpack and tent camp exclusively. I think that the first R.V. I had ever been in was ours that we that we you know impulse bought in in twenty twenty. Growing up and just sort of like knowing camping and knowing the backwoods and and feeling that like real camping was backcountry. We always had you know I always had knowledge of of. KOA as being sort of like an urban version of what I used to like to do. And so I was a KOA member for, for a while. And, and it is, it's the only one. It's the right. only loyalty program that existed until uh, it, in that format until ours. So I'm not too proud to to give a nod sure. because they are they are a, a 6 year old brand that you must respect. But they are you know one of the only ones that is recognizable, and uh, you know everyone deserves a little you know disruption, as as the title of your you know podcast um, uh, suggests. So it's it's really. The loyalty program is meant to to entice more people into into this lifestyle and into these experiences. That is truly our very genuine motive here. Um, our mission is to share what we love, which is camping and which is being in the outdoors and 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 experiencing these things with with your loved ones and just spreading that in the way that we like to do it with as many people as possible. And so the scale of our portfolio calls to that the loyalty program, which is supposed to entice more people into it calls to that. And I think that, you know, as we as we as an industry start to bring in more of What is more familiar in other forms of hospitality, a hotel, um, you know, being one of them where you have, you'd have had online booking for a while now that's more common here so that the 15th campground that we just added to our collection still did not have online booking. And so that was something that we could, we could add. And that just makes everything easier for everybody. It seems simple, but it's still being brought in. And then bringing digital advertising into this mix like again the 15th campground that we just added which is in savannah georgia it's no it's no middle of nowhere place had nothing going for it as far as like digital ways of letting people know that this place existed A, a beautiful place that is in an urban environment that is this like gem this little jewel you can't even believe that you're in you know a city when you're there And like now more people can know about it and now more people can come camp there. It's it's you know, using the technologies that seem like a given.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think you 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 hit the big ones. I mean, we're we're putting a big focus on on just you know professionalizing the operations on kind of all levels, and you know the digital marketing is a huge piece of that. Uh, online bookies rev, revenue management, just some sophistication in in, in the pricing model, just um, a, a whole host of, of of different avenues to professionalize the, the the image and the brand. But I think one thing the the, the coolest thing to me, and Ali's already touched on it, particularly relative to other businesses or other real estate asset classes is we can, we can, generate new demand for our offering. So when we're going out in, in marketing and advertising, like creating demand isn't just, you know, taking a customer from the campground down the road and convincing them to come to ours. Instead, we can reach the person sitting on their couch on Wednesday night and create demand yep. out of them. Yep. They, they now, instead of sitting on the couch on Friday, now they're coming out camping because we're able to reach them. Um, that's the the really cool aspect of it. Of it to me is how we can, we can reach people and impact their lives and get them out doing something that we think is 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 good for them and and everybody
0: yeah and sometimes when again being being a city boy i'm, I'm kind of i didn't grow up going camp i didn't grow up doing these kind of things because it always seemed like really far and it always seemed like a really big lift,
1: lift right. like it's like think oh that.
0: we got to First of all, you gotta have a vehicle to like be able to pack all this stuff in. You gotta have all the stuff needed to go. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it seemed a little. It was like overwhelming. It was like oh, that's a lot of work. But I think now the smart thing which y'all have have done is like, hey, let's be close to where people are, so it doesn't seem that big of a lift. Like like you said, like it's yeah. it could be a weekend trip, right? It, it could be this, this this long weekend type of type of family staycation or how? Right? I mean, it, it's that's not right. this week two weeks long where you have to take off so much time i do think that that is a powerful a powerful way to kind of get new people involved in in sort of the outdoors where now like you said with with internet capabilities um with a lot of the the items in our household that we're sort of used to there's not it's not that dissimilar right you don't have to go to the bathroom just like on the ground
1: Right? Like, no. no. There, there, we, have a bit, we have bathhouses. Yeah. There, <laughs>
0: a, and again, I I am very ignorant to to all this, right? And I'm just kind of getting into it. But I I love the fact that it it, it is becoming a a bit more uh 21st century, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. And and that to me is a way to get this next generation involved in in doing this this type of stuff, right? And sort of exiting the like you said, just sit on the couch yeah. and mindlessly scroll or watch TV like this. There needs to be those foundational things that that we all you know yeah. like and enjoy, but in a different environment where I think it opens our eyes to a different way of uh, of life and living, and and also really respect nature. And I think that's what yes. I've come to grow and love. And that's kind of my my next question. I'll end on on a couple here. You know, one would be you know as you become you know stewards of land now, right? I mean, you're you're kind of as you continue to scale you you have this now responsibility to land, right? In nature. And like, how do you, sure. how do you look sure. at that as, you know, you have your business plan, you know, you have your requirements to whether it's investors or your balance sheet, right? As a family now, this is your sort of your income, right? But then how do you also look at, you know, hey, we are stewards of, of land in nature. And how do you look at sustainability as you scale and acquire more land? Like maybe what are some conversations around, you know, as, as a family or with investors around like sustainability and, and being like, hey, how do we, we have a beautiful landscape in nature, but also make sure that we're, we're taking care of the land?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question. I mean, we can start with just what we are acquiring and what the state of the campgrounds sure. themselves often are in. You know, we uh, very often come into a new campground and we think like, oh, we're saving this place. We're saving right. this place right. because, like Eric said before, the, the industry has been pretty fragmented as far as ownership goes. And these small single property and single business owners are doing what they can do and, and what how they know how to do it for however long they have been doing it. So, which is often decades, right? And they... The corners are cut, and and we have to be empathetic to to our predecessors, um, because they can only make decisions based on the resources they have, and oftentimes the infrastructure is in a state that is like not only like just needing repair because of functioning, sure, needing to function properly, but like it is affecting the environment and affecting. The land itself, not in any way that's like going to raise any flags. We 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 don't put ourselves at that kind of risk, but we certainly come in and we get excited about cleanup and we get excited about repairing infrastructure that needs it, um so that you know people can come enjoy these campgrounds and not see anything in disarray or or litter or or long term guests that sort of uh, it exploded their mm. their property. All over the place. We come in and we clean up and make make these decisions right away to take care of the land that we are now taking care of. That's like where we have been for our like you know very early time um, as spacious guys campgrounds. That's uh, you know as far as the question that you've asked, I think that's been a pretty heavy part of that focus. We've tried to make start making a couple partnership decisions one of them is the national forest foundation so um every uh every review that we get whether it is on a um, like an online platform or if it is a handwritten card if it is good if it is bad it does not matter you know we every review that comes in we donate a dollar per review to the national forest foundation and so we get to you know celebrate each month how many dollars we got to donate and and so that is You know, donation is an easy way to to also go about that. Um, But as like we move forward, I think that, you know, especially our investors and and Eric, you can, I think you can agree, like we have chosen, we've all mutually chosen each other based on a lot of common values. And I think one of those is that like, we would never feel like we're being put in a position to make some decision that puts like profits so far above Other things that we all believe in together, namely making sure that we're not just like destroying anything and destroying the environment around us. It's all about preservation. I mean, that's that's part of what is enticing about our product and about like the campground product in general is that it is the outdoors. Yep. And it, that requires preservation.
2: Just, I guess, just kind of yeah, re reemphasizing, especially as you, as you think about the dynamic be- between us and, and our execution and investors and competing interests. And I mean, I think I think it's very important to note that we we acquire what we acquire because that's the business that we have Built. Part of being part of Spacious Skies is acquiring the products that 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 do have the natural preservation that that have not had all the trees cut down, or that is that that's our business plan <clears throat> lends itself well to that preservation, and we believe, especially if you start talking about the intersection now of natural preservation and, and profits, we yep. b- we we pretty firmly believe that preservation leads towards more good within our program and within our system. We think it's something that our consumer gravitates towards and appreciates and, and we will be rewarded and compensated on the back end because they're gonna choose to come back to a spacious guy's campground and back to that type of environment because it's, what's the the consumer in our demographic is seeking. So they, they all blend really well together.
0: I wanna end a little bit on, you know, the future and, and maybe, you know, scale. You know, quickly getting up to fifteen. I guess what when you look at three to five years down the line, I guess what is what is the the amount of ground you you'd like to have? Is there is there sort of goals and and successes you would like to see in maybe a three to five year time period?
2: That, that's an interesting question. I, I have my thoughts. Or Allie Allie has hers. Let, let me let me go first quickly. I think you know, given where we're at right now, I think we all recognize that scale is important to be able to build the efficiencies and and ultimately do the good that we believe we can do across our collection. We we don't we don't have a five year plan written down. To be perfectly candid, we don't have any volume goals. I, I think we're we're very cautious about setting arbitrary goals around scale. I think we're a lot more focused on really perfecting what we have, perfecting our our operations and and delivering the best guest experience that we can. That's always been our focus. And as we continue to do those things right, and we continue to grow our brand, we will continue to grow the real estate portfolio accordingly, so long as we can do all the the basics and the fundamentals right.
1: That's right. And I think that there are a number of different ways that you can keep growing and and scaling in this industry in real estate in general and you know right now we are uh owning and operating and we just like Eric said we don't Put arbitrary numbers on anything, arbitrary goals. Um, we also like to keep our minds open. We are very flexible. There, we we don't really like to to set like hard expectations or a hard line decision. This is how we're going to do things forever. We, we are averse to that way of thinking, and I think that has lent itself to. A lot of our success, and hopefully, we'll continue to. So, we always are like free to to look at the business plan. I mean, the business plan A failed miserably on the <laughs> first day that we closed on our our first campground. Um, you know, we had thought that we would be more passive uh, owners and hire out um, um, the management of the campgrounds. And and day one, we I mean, we're not exaggerating here it failed. And that is when, you know, I actually stepped in, I managed our first campground until I felt I could leave it after a few weeks. And that was the genesis of, you know, what we can't just acquire and develop a brand and then farm out the management of the properties and Like we, it has to be a full picture. So like we are very open to being nimble and flexible and like changing things up if if it, if it calls for it. That's a long answer to your question, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> those are the best, though. Those are the best. Well, thank you, Alan and Eric, for your for your time. I know you're you're super busy, and I'm always grateful when people take time out of their lives to kind of talk about a little bit about their journey and story. And uh, you know, it's really cool to kind of do this as a family. I think that's really cool to have, you know, two young kids and kind of build this together. I think that's gonna be awesome for them to sort of grow up in and learn about the outdoors, but also learn about business, right? It's so it's so awesome to have parents that are you know that kinda instill instill some skills so early on, right? Just just by doing it and and being there and and seeing how you guys work Mm -hmm. day to day. That's that's so so powerful. So, you know, best of luck for, for the next you know, decades to come and and, and can't wait to get out to one of the campgrounds here pretty soon.
1: We would love to have you.